Hello, and welcome to another episode of Lay Do You Remember This, a podcast about Hollywood's best worst decade, the early 2000s. I am, of course, the same person as always, Darlene. It never changes. And today we are doing another Girls Next Door-centric episode, but we're going to do things a little differently. I'm not going to do an episode recap. Um, I'm just going to chat generally with my illustrious guest today. So a little background on my guest. After she heard my previous episode with Claire from Celebrity Memoir Book Club, she just reached out to me. And I guess in that episode, we kind of talked about the different themes of sex work um, within The Girls Next Door um, in Holly's memoir, where she kind of talks about certain other girls who were involved in escorting, stripping, etc. My guest reached out and asked, you know, would you like the perspective on your show from someone who actually works in the adult entertainment industry? And I said, yes, of course. So today, all the way from Australia, I have with me Ginger Zephyr. Ginger, hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. I mean, I can't believe we made it work with the time difference. It's like reaching across the world. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, so, Ginger, uh, can you just kind of explain to everyone what you do, what your whole vibe is? Okay, so I have been a stripper for um, – I started in 2016, so coming up to seven years I have worked in a few different facets of the adult entertainment industry, but I've mostly stuck to stripping because that's what I prefer. I really enjoy the work and um, I feel like it's opened my eyes in a lot of ways, like regarding the world and regarding myself as well. And um, I did have like a coaching business for strippers for a while, but at the moment um, I'm just pretty much vlogging my experience being a stripper. That's so interesting. I love that, like stripper coaching. Like, what kind of stuff would you talk about with that, or what do you talk about on your vlog? Well, um, the stripper coaching was more kind of mindset focused, and because I'm a very like spiritual and energetic, or energetically aware person, it was more so like maintaining um, energetic awareness in the strip club and making sure that you don't really get run down by all the different auras that you interact with in the strip club and I just was led to vlog by my audience most of my audience when I asked them what they wanted to hear about they just said we want to see stripper vlogs and then I started vlogging on YouTube and then that just ended up being what I enjoyed doing the most so that's what I've been sticking to. Well, I feel like I'm really talking to the exact right person, like a, an empathic, very spiritually aware person. So I feel like we can really like dig deep and get into um, the mindsets of some of these gals next door. So I said earlier you reached out to me after listening to a previous episode. Was there anything specific about that episode that kind of caught your ear that inspired you to reach out? Like, was there something that you specifically wanted to kind of respond to or shed light on? 
I think it was more so because um, you and your guests were both making comments that where you were saying um, like completely honouring like your own experiences. You you were both making comments along the lines of, oh, I haven't worked in the sex industry, but I think this. And I like really appreciated how you both fully disclosed that you hadn't worked in the industry and, and you still had that opinion. And I thought, okay, like maybe it would be helpful to issue an opinion that is in line with someone in the adult entertainment industry. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess, I mean, I ask this of pretty much everyone who comes on the show and we when we talk about Girls Next Door, what was your experience of the Girls Next Door? Either did you watch it when you were, when it was on the air? Is it something that you came to later? To be honest, I didn't ever watch Girls Next Door growing up. I only really started getting into Girls Next Door and the whole thing once I started stripping. And then um, I started reading a lot of like memoirs about people who were in the adult entertainment industry who had been sex workers. And then I just gradually moved to the books written by like Kendra and Holly. And um, because I, I considered them to be in the same vein, like I know that Holly and Kendra would not consider them to be like sex work memoirs, but that's how I perceived them. And then after I read the books, I started watching the show because I had strict parents growing up and I was not allowed <laughs> to watch <laughs> the girls next door. But I remember there were girls at school who were watching it. I think um I think it was out when I was in high school. I know that some seasons were out when I was in high school and I remember hearing girls talking about it and being like, that's really weird. Like, why are you like, I just couldn't wrap my head around the show. And I thought it was like kind of pornographic in a way, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it blows my mind hearing about other people's experiences watching the show growing up and not having like any iota of it being what it was. <laughs> yeah. So now that you've familiarized yourself with it, you've read books, do you, who do you identify most with Holly, Bridget or Kendra? Well, watching the show, I identified with Bridget a lot, but um, to be honest, I didn't really identify fully with anyone reading the reading any of the books. But I do identify with Holly now, watching her like watching her YouTube channel and seeing her like at this point in time. Whereas I didn't really identify with her reading the book or watching the show, if that makes sense. Definitely, I feel like now in her YouTube videos, she's I don't know, like a far enough removed from everything where I think like her perspective is a lot clearer, even more so than than when she wrote the book. But let's talk about Holly's book a little bit. So I feel like throughout the book, there's different mentions of different types of sex work um, and how they were perceived in the mansion. Like there's the women who she discovers were escorts in Turkey and you know, international luxury escorts. And then there's also, she talks about when the other girls realized that Stacey Burke was doing fetish pornography and how they made sure to like get her kicked out of the mansion um, because they didn't want to be associated with that. Did you consider the way she talked about these instances as like particularly judgmental? Did you kind of pick up on that? Oh yeah, for sure. I felt really sick like reading the things that she had written about them, to be honest. And also kind of like 
just kind of like shut up, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like she for one, I think people are a little less judgmental of sex work. I don't know if you if you feel that way, but you know, I feel like especially when she was writing this book, she was even more judgmental about it than she is now and I I wonder if that has more to do with her making sure that she's not lumped in with sex workers and that kind of um, coming off in the way she talks about them. I definitely feel as though like with the with social media being a lot more accessible and people able to share their experiences to a wider audience these days, I definitely feel as though um, people have kind of humanized sex workers in a way and people in the industry. And I suppose back then, I mean, I can only talk about my experiences like growing up and knowing about the, the sex industry, like my limited perspective prior to being an adult. And I know that like there was a huge like shame thing, like this huge, like you shouldn't be doing that. Like why would, why would anyone want to do that with themselves? And I think like especially because there definitely was that kind of air about being in that like being a sex worker I feel as though she yeah probably didn't want to be like lumped in with that but also I feel as though she did feel a bit of shame about what she was doing because I find like a lot of people who are who have made choices in their lives that have led them to become marginalized in a way because of their decisions most people in those situations they're obviously they're not very happy with what they've what they've done and they haven't come to terms with it then and and they will kind of make excuses with themselves being like oh i'm i'm doing this but at least i'm not doing this if that makes sense right yeah another person who's particularly judgmental about sex work was hef which mm. i always thought was you know so wild because he considered himself to be this progressive, you know, forward-thinking man, particularly when it came to sex, but he was actually pretty judgmental about a lot of female sexuality. And we know that he was judgmental about it because Holly talks, Holly and Kendra both mention how, uh, I mean, when she moved into the mansion, she was actively stripping and she Mm. had to lie to Hef about it. What do you think that's about in terms of, you know, on the one hand, I can understand with Holly because she, you know, came from this small town background. She had no experience in adult entertainment or anything even close to that. Whereas Hef had this long, long history with nudity, sexuality, uh, you know, trying to position himself on the forefront of the sexual revolution, but yet someone would have to go so far as to lie to him about stripping. Do you think there's a difference between Holly being a woman and Hef being a man, like controlling a female sexuality? Um, Do you mean like, is it better or worse for them to judge sex workers? Is that what you're referring to? I guess I mean more like... I guess this is actually just like a full-on leading question and I'm just saying like (laughs) 
what I kind of read into it as, which I guess is I have wanted to be on the forefront of sexuality as long as it was benefiting men. Mm. And I wonder if the like the idea of women directly profiting off of their sexuality was too intimidating for him or like took away some sort of power. Right. Yeah, I can totally see that. And especially like um, him having the business that he did and kind of like making like getting women to like sign contracts to be in the magazine he wouldn't want that kind of independence and being able to work for herself rather than having to go somewhere and sign a contract but um outside of a business perspective the reason why sex work is so demonized one of the reasons why sex work is so demonized is because we're doing things that we are expected to do for free and we're gaining a sense of independence we're gaining more control over our lives because sex work is a very independent work to do you don't like you're your own boss you don't need to like rely on anyone and you definitely take the power away from a man so I can definitely see that that threatened Hef in a way especially since he definitely likes the the girls that he can kind of control if that makes sense Yeah, like a stripper would be someone who is kind of the diametric opposite to any of his girlfriends where you're making real cold hard cash. You don't need to rely on him at all or any man. And in the mansion, you're not making cold hard cash. You're making a thousand bucks a week (laughs) that you can only spend in one, one particular way. Yeah, for sure. And it like really surprises me that Kendra was allowed to be part of this whole thing because you can tell that like she just kind of takes the reins a bit and doesn't really like allow have to tell her what to do like like from an outsider's perspective of course um and not always but she definitely has more of um more of a sense of like you can't tell me what to do than the other girls do definitely do you think that her background in stripping kind of like shaped that mentality and also shaped her perspective of what it meant to live at the mansion and just in the sense of you know I feel like Holly really took everything that went on to heart Mm. whereas Kendra she took it as a job yeah I definitely see that she it was more work for her and it wasn't necessarily like um a relationship but like something to be emotionally invested in which is the opposite for Holly and even at the end of Holly's book how she mentions meeting up with Kendra and Kendra going on about how like they were never friends it was just work like that is so clear to me that Kendra just went in there like with a hustler's mindset like out of the strip club and just wanted to like make the most of the situation yeah I mean, I'd like to hear what her more adult mindset is, like if she, you know, changed her mind about how she perceived that time or if she still just kind of looks at it as, you know, it was a job. I did my thing. I'm grateful to everyone. I wonder if her mindset has changed at all, but it does seem like her ability to kind of compartmentalize everything allowed her to get the most out of the situation and seemingly relatively unscathed. Yeah, and I suppose she was still pretty young as well. She probably just didn't really read that much into it, whereas Holly, like being a little bit older, probably invested a lot emotionally into the situation. Yeah. And she also had to spend the most time with Hef, like I'm sure – It's a lot easier to think of it as 
just a job when literally she was really only seeing Hef for the bedroom routines and, you know, going to events, but she wasn't sharing a bed with him and having to spend that that extra time. So I'm sure that also made it easier. Oh, yeah, for sure. Do you think on any level that Holly would ever concede that what she was doing was in the vein of some kind of sex work? I feel like deep down she must like understand it on some like hidden level because I mean like she wouldn't really have so much shame around what she was doing if it wasn't if that makes sense and I don't think that she would have demonized the other girls who had gotten into the sex industry if she hadn't felt as though she was in some vein doing it herself. So thinking back to the other girls before Kendra came into the house when it was all the different girlfriends and the escort work and stuff like that is that something that you've kind of seen before where, you know, maybe someone starts out in kind of like a um, stripping situation or something like that and it kind of evolves? Is that something that you've kind of seen before? Yeah, like I've definitely worked with women who they've been stripping for a while and then they just de- they decide that they want to go do full service work instead. And that's not really them like following the like wrong path or doing something like that they're forced to do like Holly kind of yeah um implied but it's always like they either like feel as though stripping's not suited to them anymore or they just want to explore other parts of the industry it's so interesting the the different stories of getting into the escort work in Hollywood I don't know how much of that you know about but I mean there are movie stars in these sort of escort situations you know like Hayden Panettiere, allegedly, and Lindsay Lohan, allegedly. Yeah, I find in general, like, one thing that I noticed when I first started stripping was the club that I worked at, there was, like, TV TV monitors, like, around the, around the club, and there were always, like, music videos playing and, like, music videos of women who were wearing, like, bikinis and, like, next to nothing. Seeing it from a perspective in a strip club, like, seeing, like, Rihanna or, like, Beyonce wearing, like, next to nothing dancing in a music video and, like, also doing the same thing in a sense, getting paid to do that, I started to realise, like, hey, what they're doing isn't really that much different to what I'm doing. They're pretty much wearing next to nothing and, like, getting paid to do that when I'm doing the same thing. And it made me think very differently about um, like celebrity culture and celebrities in general. And it also like makes me wonder if they have also like blurred the lines of work and like sex work in their own lives as well. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, I I could totally see that. Now, what do you think of Bridget and all of this? Because she's the toughest nut to crack. You know, she doesn't have a memoir. She has a podcast, but she, you know, only talks about ghosts on it. (laughs) (laughs) What do you imagine her perspective on all of this would be in terms of, do you think she errs more on the side of Holly's perspective or maybe more on Kendra's where it's like it was more of a, a job? Um, I'm not entirely sure because I, I like I have thought about this and I kind of like came to the conclusion that it would either be like Holly when she was on the TV show like super optimistic super bright or it would be like absolutely earth-shattering and unexpected yeah I had 
read an independently published book about a woman's experience at Playboy, and she was there around the time Holly and Bridget were there. And she says in this in this book that she had heard a rumor that Bridget actually stripped, and I don't know if that's that's true or not. But I could see that being true only because I do feel like I get the sense that she has the same sort of mentality as Kendra did. Yeah, I can totally see that. And I wasn't going to bring it up because I know that you mentioned it in your Patreon, which is super juicy, by the way. But yeah, I can totally see Bridget being a stripper. Like I can just see her being that like super positive girl in the club who helps everyone out. And I can definitely see that she, her, um, optimism was very it seems very like workplace related if that makes sense like yeah we all have that person that we work with that like is just like cheering up the workplace and that's kind of how I see Bridget in a way oh my god now that you say that I can totally picture her the nice girl showing everyone around almost like um Jennifer Lopez in um was it was that called Hustlers or? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like almost like Jennifer Lopez, but even nicer, just like taking girls under her wing and like showing them the ropes. I feel like that's very much, that feels very Bridget. Yeah. I definitely got that vibe from her. Yeah. I could totally, totally see that. I think they said that her, the rumor was, I feel like her name was like Paris or something. Oh, I can't God, remember. <laughs> but I could I could totally see that. And it would also make sense because Bridget had a life before she ever came to the mansion. She was like just about 30 when she when she came to the mansion and there's not a ton of information about her before before that. So there was like plenty of time for her to be doing that. Yeah, I can I can see it as part of her story. But I also like I found out recently that there are literally companies who get paid to like wipe things from the internet. Oh. So I'm, I'm also thinking like did she like pay someone to get rid of old photos and old information? But then again, like if she was a stripper, like allegedly a stripper, I don't want to like say anything if yeah. But um I feel like there wouldn't really be that much evidence anyway because it would have been pre massive internet days. Yeah, I mean, it would have, it probably would have been, you know, late 90s or pre 9 11. Mm. But yeah, I can just totally see her in a club, just like sitting down next to a guy and in her little sing song voice, like, hey, honey, <laughs> <laughs> with like a big smile on her face. I could absolutely see that. I like can totally see her like, being in like a group booking and then like going to the bar like with the guy's cash and like getting a round of drinks and then coming back being like, hi, your drinks are here. And (laughs) just like serving everyone their drinks. I don't know. I just have this picture of her in my mind doing that, if that makes sense. Oh, I, it's all, actually all I can picture now is, is that also when you think about it, you can look at Kendra and her personality and be like, oh yeah, she I could totally picture her stripping. I could see her being like really great at it and being one type of personality, like still like a showman, but like a little spitfire firecracker girl. And then you look at Bridget and you're like, yeah, of course she is like this sweetie that every guy goes home. And he's like, you know, I think she really liked me actually. (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> but then Holly, you look at her, think of her personality. She could never in a million I, – I just feel like I cannot picture her in a loud club having to schmooze and like be overly outgoing and charming and stuff like that. Even though she's, you know, she has her own charm on the show. She just doesn't seem to have that little piece of her personality that I feel like would be good at all the things that it takes to be a stripper. Yeah, I I totally see that. And I also feel like she'd be like, Oh, I'm not like the other, I'm not like the other strippers in here. Like I'm only doing this like for like a month or something. Yes. I feel like she would, any chance she gets would be like, you know, I'm actually just like paying for school. Um, I'm, I'm very, I'm very smart and I'm just paying for school. Yep. Yep. Totally. And you know, that's fine. Not all of us can be showmans. Um, we don't have to be stuck up about it. But I just – I cannot picture Holly being able to hide for two seconds if some gross guy was like, okay, well, I would like a lap dance, please. I could not picture her being able to hide just like a look of disgust on her face. Oh, my God. I know, right? <laughs> I can picture it right now. It is just it's a fine line between being an actress and uh and just like an entertainer and a dancer and being a stripper like the line is very thin and god bless you Holly I know you were a Vegas showgirl but <laughs> I don't think you got it. It's really interesting as well because um us strippers we kind of like craft ourselves into a bit of a persona at like to make ourselves like adaptable to our prospective customers and now that I've been thinking about it it's very clear to me that Kendra and Bridget both have very crafted personas and Holly doesn't Mm-hmm. yeah especially with Bridget yeah and I remember watching one episode where like um they had her laugh as like the instead of the the outro or like the end music they just had her keep laughing and I I think like that was the moment for me where I was like this laugh is just too much and then I started (laughs) thinking like okay this has to be on some level manipulated yeah I mean Holly also talked about with Kendra that her laugh was manipulated and it was something that she only did when men were in the room Mm. which I found pretty interesting but yeah I mean I guess Holly is just someone who for better for worse I feel like doesn't even know how to kind of craft a personality like I would love to see her when she was trying to like court Hef what that looked like Mm. if it was maybe different from what we saw in the girls next door where she was a little bit more comfortable with her with her station uh, you know, but I do hope that maybe she has a bit of a different perspective on sex work and the people that were in her life that in, were involved in that. Like, I do wonder where she stands on all of that now because she has an OnlyFans, mm-hmm. but I saw a YouTube video and it was like, I got a subscription to Holly's OnlyFans so you don't have to. <laughs> And the woman just kind of went through everything and was like, you know, this is what it looks like. This is what it entails. 
And it was pretty much anything that you could pretty much get on Instagram was all that was on the OnlyFans. What are, you, what are your thoughts on celebrities kind of appropriating OnlyFans and like sex work and stuff like that? Like I know Bella Thorne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got on OnlyFans and it, you know, created a huge issue because she made all of this money and then promised something and then didn't deliver. And it was a lot of people were saying that it's kind of like being a tourist in this culture that she doesn't even have to participate in. What are what are your thoughts on on celebrities doing OnlyFans? Well, the main issue with Bella Thorne was because she completely like misused the platform and it made people have a really negative association with OnlyFans because if that's the most like of course that was like all over the internet and then people started associating like, oh, if I sign up for someone else's OnlyFans, I'm going to get ripped off as well. So she pretty much ripped off all of these like sex workers because people were like, oh, well, OnlyFans is a ripoff. And um, another thing is some of the terms ended up being updated after she had her stint on OnlyFans. I know that um, tips and um, I'm pretty sure pay-per-view messages were decreased and workers on OnlyFans weren't allowed to charge as much for their content because everyone tried to get a refund from her OnlyFans and it kind of put OnlyFans out so they lowered the the amount that people were able to get paid for things which especially like in a pandemic where a lot of places were closed like people were out of work that's like that's that's paying their rent that's feeding them and it pretty much derailed their income. Um, in, ter- in terms of other celebrities, I kind of like, I I don't particularly like it. I think it's pretty wrong because, I mean, the adult entertainment industry has, it's a place where people, people like rely on for like for income to provide for themselves. And not every sex worker is a survival sex worker, but there are people in the industry who are relying on that money to live like for instance when I started stripping I started stripping because I was broke I had no other choice even though like I I love what I do now I I had no intention of like ever entering the adult entertainment industry but if um say a like a celebrity had started to strip and um or something like that and it made all these people be like oh wow like this is trendy this is cool now Um, this person's doing it, so I'll do it. If I had entered the industry when it was like overrun by people doing it because it it had been glamorized by a celebrity, I probably would not have been able to survive in the way that I did when I started stripping because it takes away from the people who actually need the money. Whereas like if a celebrity does it and they have other means of income, it's really quite offensive and it's really unethical. I completely agree. I I was just thinking it would be interesting to know like what her other perspectives are like for other workers on OnlyFans. And I was thinking um, the other day, I was like, because obviously like on OnlyFans, you can have people request to like for you to make special content like and a lot of like people will ask workers on OnlyFans for like very like explicit videos like to send as a pay-per-view and I was like I cannot imagine Holly ever doing like a pay-per-view video or like ever doing anything explicit on OnlyFans. I just feel like she would absolutely turn up her nose on that 
And I know she had a video as well on YouTube that was like why I joined that platform. And I don't think I watched the whole thing, but she was kind of like, oh, like for me, it's just a place to put photos. And I could kind of get the idea that she was like, oh, I'm not like the other girls on there. Kind of like (laughs) she was in the mansion. Yes. It's like at that point, just get a a friggin' Patreon, Mm. you know? Yeah. Like you can – you're not supposed to post anything pornographic or pornographic adjacent on Patreon, but if you're just posting lingerie pics, you know, just – just throw it up on there and write a few blog posts and charge us all $5 a month, okay? Yeah. And I mean, like, if she was using, like, OnlyFans to be salacious, that's really inappropriate because there are literally so many other platforms for her to use. Yeah, and I do – I think that that is probably what she was going for of just, oh, how many first-time, one-time subscribers can I get? on OnlyFans of just people who are curious to see what I'm putting up there, Mm. who will get on there, realize I'm not really doing anything that they can't just see on my Instagram. And yeah, they'll they'll unsubscribe or like maybe they'll forget for a few months, but she gets a wave of of cash from curious people who just want to see what she's if she's actually doing anything. Yeah, and I feel like that definitely has a negative implication for other workers as well because there are people out there who are using OnlyFans to pique people's curiosity and then, like, not delivering on their promises, which makes people, like, not want to sign up for OnlyFans because they're like, oh, well, it's not going to be anything. And that takes away from workers who really depend on OnlyFans. (sighs) Yeah, and, yeah, it kind of just, like, goes back into Holly's mentality that is easy to read into of a slight feeling that she is above it and she's not really thinking of the real life people out there who actually need the the platform to survive or to make a decent living. Yeah, and I think as well, like, her attitude towards other girls in the mansion as well was kind of like, I need this, so I'm going to do this. And another thing that was always interesting in the book to me was how often she describes herself and Bridget as altruistic in why they were there and you know they they cared about Hef and they you know they were just trying to have a good time whereas all of these other women Kendra included were hustlers <laughs> and they were just trying to get what they could out of the situation and I just I oh that part always rubbed me the wrong way because number one, you're deluding yourself if you think that you guys are just there for fun because you've you've both already described plenty of situations or opportunities in the mansion that you were trying to get out of it. They both wanted to be in the magazine. They both they both also had their hustler, you know, motivations for being there. They they weren't just there for for the, you know, red carpet events and just like, oh, I just wanted to live in a fun mansion. And then like to say that like being a hustler is a bad thing. I I just don't know how they can both sort of divorce themselves from the motivations of the other women. Yeah, 
she definitely is like deluding herself. And that's why I like, I would love to know Bridget's perspective as well. Yeah. I would love to know because they, there are some moments where she, where she said like in the, in the show where like, especially in the first season when it would come up about the previous girlfriends about how, you know, they were there for the wrong reasons and we were there for the right reasons. And I, I don't know how you can um, parse the right reasons for, from the wrong reasons in, in a situation like that when everyone is kind of agreed upon the fact that they're there for reasons other than being in love with a, an 80-year-old man. <laughs> Who is like giving them an allowance. Exactly. Like they're all there for something other than him. So mm. it's interesting that it it goes back to like if Holly were a stripper and you know she'd be telling everyone, "Well, I'm there I'm here for the right reasons. I'm here to I'm here yeah. to pay for something worthwhile. These women are here for the wrong reasons." Yeah, and also like thinking about how they both wanted to be in the magazine as well. Mhm. I think at the end of the day, they were all there for the exact same reason. The only difference is maybe how they went about it. Holly and Bridget could both tell themselves that because they were more aligned with like Hef's interests because, you know, they liked to watch the old movies with him and stuff and, you know, liked hanging out with his friends and by that virtue, like they were there for the right reasons because they got along with him better when really they were all there for the exact same reason. Yeah. And I think Kendra just ha- like had accepted with herself, like, this is why I'm here. I know why I'm here. Whereas like, I think it's more of like Bridget didn't, I mean, Holly didn't really, hadn't come to terms with that in herself. And so it was a constant fight in her own head of I'm different. I'm not doing this I'm I'm not like them. Yeah. And um like I mean I definitely had like a moment in like in my early days of stripping where um because it wasn't something that I particularly like wanted to do it took me a while to like not not a whole lot like only a few months for me to fully like own what I was doing but there was a club a few doors down from the one that I worked at and I remember always thinking like like me and other girls that I worked with would be like at least we're not working there cuz my, the club that I was at was kind of in a way like trendy-ish. The club a few doors down was like, I ended up working there a few years later. It was just like this absolute like dive of a strip club. It was really, it was not trendy at all. It was like actually an amazing club to work at. And I really am upset <laughs> that it's not there anymore. But I had this like idea in my head that because I'm not like working at like a rundown strip club, I'm like better than the people who work there and obviously like I changed that perspective but it's so interesting being able to realize that when you're not really fully accepting of something within yourself you will therefore like see other people doing the same thing and just be derogatory towards them and be feel like anger and towards them for being able to own it and then because you're ashamed of the fact that you can't own it and that you haven't come to terms with it you kind of have this resentment towards the other person and then you make up excuses within yourself. Absolutely. Um, I have one more question for you. Back in the day, 
there were plenty of judgmental people watching the girls next door. There are a lot of people who would look at them and say that they're exploiting themselves. And I think, you know, the way some people talk about sex workers today being judgmental either towards them. If you heard someone say to you something within that vein of this is exploitive, that's anti-feminist, what would you say to them in response? Well, I actually have an aunt who um, I'm not really speaking with at the moment, but she always over the years has tried to push like the feminist thing on me and to be honest like if you're claiming to be a feminist and saying that sex work is anti-feminist it's like I mean you're pretty much stopping like a woman from making her own choices and shaming her for doing like what she wants and shaming her for like working to support herself and it's kind of counter counterintuitive in a way yeah I completely agree I mean you, you gotta let if you're a woman and you're a feminist you gotta let other women do whatever they want to do Exactly. I always say, if men want to pay for it, hustle hustle and bustle for all it's worth. Well, Ginger, this was an absolute delight. Um, do you have any other parting um, thoughts, wisdom, anything, observations on the girls next door? Um, I do want to add something. I actually was watching like it was it only went for a few minutes. There was this thing on YouTube. Um, it was like an interview with um, some of the girlfriends interviewing Ruby Wax, like a very mm. old video. And um, I, I can't even remember who was in who was being interviewed, but it was inside the mansion. And someone in the comments said that, one of the girl's laughs was exactly the same as Holly's. And that made me like, oh, my God, did, like, Holly just fabricate, like, her laugh after making, like, this huge thing about Kendra faking her laugh? Oh, my God. Okay, I have to find this because I've I've seen some of those interviews, but I need to – I need to hear that now because there actually is um, another YouTube video where they talk where it's like kind of like um, kind of like a paparazzi video or something where mm-hmm. one of the former girlfriends before Kendra is like talking to someone outside a club or an event or something. And I think it's like right after the girls next door. Uh, first started airing and she was like holly stole her whole personality from me she stole like my look and um like copied all my clothes and copied everything i did she has like no personality of her own she's like a single white female psycho oh my god which I like did not want to give any credence to, but I mean, that is interesting to hear. Oh, yeah, that's that's very juicy. Ooh, that is okay. You you telling me this has really put that into new context for me. And as a Holly apologist, I mean, this has been a a very anti or semi anti Holly conversation. So I feel like um, some of the bigger Kendra fans 
um, out there will will appreciate this conversation. <laughs> That I'm I'm finally being hard on Holly. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't necessarily see it as like us being hard on Holly. It's just kind of like critiquing some of the decisions that she's made over the years and sort of holding her accountable for saying shitty things when she was doing shitty things too. Exactly. And you know what? We can hold our stars that we like and enjoy. We can still hold them accountable, you know? We can yeah. do both things at once. We can walk and chew gum at the same time. We are not canceling Holly. We are not canceling Holly, you guys. She's still fab, but you know, we we need to speak on these things, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we must be even-handed. Um, Ginger, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Um, your vlogs, your Instagram, everything. Okay, so my vlogs are up on my YouTube channel, which is Ginger Zephyr, so G-I-N-G-E-R-Z-E-P-H-Y-R, and I also have an Instagram that you can find me on, which is at High Vibe Hustler. Thank you so much for being on and sharing your perspective that, you know, I think a lot of people are going to be really excited to hear from thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it and thank you for like sharing my voice my perspective of course um okay everybody you know where to find me because you're here so i don't need to tell you but you know rate review subscribe love you bye